Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 138. It's all went a wee bit wrong, basically. We've had two more losses, like we did last week. We've had fan revolt. We've been knocked out of Europe. We've not scored at home against a team that hadn't beaten us in four years. And... We're just not very excited to do this episode, so of course we are delighted to have you all listening. I'm sure you're all very excited to listen to it. So, as ever, I am Daniel McIver, joined by the enthusiastic Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? I've been better, McIver. <laughs> how are you? Same. Very much same. This is going to be a laugh, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I don't know what else you want me to say. We could we could start this off by kind of ranting and raving. Um, I, I could I could have done loads of prep for this podcast and taken barrel loads of notes on both two games, but I figured if we're not going to put any prepping on the park, then what's the point in prepping off the park? So it's, I'm just really angry. Like those two, that that 180 minutes that was served up between our last episode and this. Yikes. Yeah, some laugh. So thankfully, I've done some prep, but we'll get right into the first game because we're doing things a wee bit differently. Normally, with every game, we go through the team, the lineup, then the individual highlights, and then the goals, whatever the result is, and kind of just speak about it. With the Pout game, I didn't watch it because, bluntly, I had better things to do than us getting battered in Europe and sat there for 90 minutes. However, there's no highlights packages, there is only the goals. That's because of Viaplay. Thanks, Viaplay. Yeah, cheers, Th- Viaplay. Thanks, thanks, Scottish Football, for your exceptional broadcast deal that I would never criticise. Yeah, just great. And, to be honest, we think that the issues are more about the domestic form and we want to dedicate more of the episode to that and don't want it to... Potentially what can happen with double-header episodes where the first game gets the most kind of spotlight and then you end up rushing through the second game. So, we are just going to quickly go over... The European game because to be honest, it wasn't a good night for anybody in Europe, if we're being totally honest, of a Scottish persuasion over the last seven days because Rangers were embarrassed by PSV. Hibs continued, in fairness, Hibs only lost 3 0 this time, but an 8 0 aggregate scoreline. And we obviously got battered as well in Greece. And then Aberdeen, the one team that I think everyone in Scotland were like, right, at least we've got them to hang our hat on into the, I was about to say Conference League, but they are actually annoyingly still in the Conference League. But the Europa you League, got Europa. Yeah. yeah, against BK Hacken, as they inexplicably got beat 3-1 at home. So before we get into our game, what did you make of the other Scottish clubs' trips around Europe? Yeah, I mean, it is great to see our coefficient is, you know, continuing to thrive. Um Scottish football really is in a terrible, terrible place, isn't it, really? I mean, even as we'll get on to the kind of the domestic scene, <sighs> Rangers were battered when that was just that was just a late collapse like I've never seen. I mean, Connor Goldson's own goal pretty yeah. much summed up the evening. Um, did have De Jong and Tavernier both to score inside 90 minutes 12 to 1 10 on it thank you very much um, very so, nice. so that, that was yeah I shout out to my sister's boyfriend he got them at 14s but I got them at 12s but whatever okay. I'm, I'm not one to you know 
be too snobbish and look down upon it, but still it is, got it's what it is. still got something back. Um, Hibbs wasn't expecting much. It's great to see that Aston Villa's reserves are still absolutely light years ahead of Hibernian, um, as they would be for pretty much every Scottish team. Yeah. Um, us watched it on a stream with Gogsy. Really bad, really bad. As we'll come to, um, don't help ourselves whatsoever. Uh, and then watch the Aberdeen game directly after us, which was something. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah, shocking. Really bad. Um, just massive missed opportunity. The others were absolutely outclassed. It's, it's as simple as that. Even even kind of the draws for Scottish clubs. I mean, Celtic and Rangers have it all right in the Champions League in Europa. Aberdeen's Conference League group is mucky. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really expecting a great deal from any Scottish team in Europe, given they were pumped by each and every one of them. It was it was really bad. A terrible, terrible week. I, I don't know if this is one for like our older listeners or I don't know folk that are more clued up than you and I, which could be just about everybody. But <laughs> anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember as bad a week for Scottish football on the continent I mean I'm sure there are plenty to choose from but in terms of four teams all simultaneously competing and all being knocked out in the space of what 48 hours yeah I can't remember anything quite as bad as that my only take on it is that I feel like there's been an overreaction to three out of the four games you're just coming up against better teams yeah because there's ways to get beat that is true, and I think part of the overreaction we'll is probably <laughs> the score lines when you just look at it on its face. But I think if you said to everybody, or oh, when the draws were made, where Rangers got PSV, oh, and yeah. got Pauk, God, yeah. everybody, I think everybody went, Rangers, Hearts and Hibs will probably get beat, and Aberdeen might get a result. Yeah, I think it, by the end of it, Aberdeen's the only one where you go, that's a failure. Because you should, much like we failed last year against Zurich, it's like on the basis of the two games, Aberdeen should have beaten Haken. I mean, Aberdeen probably did the trickier thing in that they came from 2 0 down yeah. in Sweden to take them back to Petaudry, their first ever sellout, um, in front of that capacity crowd for once, and alive on the BBC Scotland cameras. I mean, everybody mm. rushed on up to Petaudry, this is it. Aberdeen and their European heritage as the fans always bang on about hopeless absolutely yes so it's oh, been yeah. some laugh can I just say we'll come to the officiating as well in our game there's absolutely no doubt about that but Aberdeen's match I mean the two penalty claims are a stone wall as you're ever <laughs> likely to see and yet the officials did like the consultation of VAR the whole thing is just an absolute charade. How you cannot identify that both penalties were penalties is beyond me. Yeah, absolutely mental. And obviously we were one of those games, as we say. So we travelled to Greece with, I think my prediction last week was at least we'd lose by three goals. So I was I'm delighted because right. I was going to go at the bookies and put it on 3-0 Pauk. So when they got that <sighs> third, I was like, oh my God, no. Because I didn't, I didn't stick it on. You didn't do it. I was like, it. oh right, no, okay. if this finishes 3-0, I will never forget this for one way or another. Yeah. But, but then they just but no, further salt it into kept the going. Yeah. I was yes. thinking, I, I was actually watching it going, please get a fourth 
or yeah. get a consolation goal for the fans <laughs> that have made the trip over. Just anything yeah. bar three 0 Yes, one hundred percent. But we're lucky it wasn't three by half time. Yes, exactly. Lucky so, it wasn't three 0 by about half an hour. To be honest. <laughs> so, the team that lined up was now. I'm going off the BBC here, and they've got it in the oh, weirdest. I'm sure order. that'll be accurate. They don't even have a formation. They just have <laughs> a team. I don't know what the rhyme or reason is for this, so I'm going to read it as it's printed here. So, right, okay. the, the Hearts team that lined up in Greece was Clark, Sibic, Kent, Devlin, Atkinson, Rolls, Cochrane, Boyce, Vargas, Shankland, Kingsley. <laughs> what? What random, like, it's not even by, like... It's not alphabetically, it's not... Like, it's not numbers. Number it's not positions. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. But that was the team, I think... Did Brian McLaughlin do his report, you know, blitzed with a couple of meat <laughs> or What's exactly. the script here? Actually, do you know who it was? It was friend of the podcast, Andrew, Andrew Petrie. Petrie. Oh, it speaks volumes. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. But At BBC Scotland, you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, the subs that were throughout the game, we actually made all five. We had uh, Tagawa, Denham, Lowry, Ophia and Halliday all come on. In regards to this starting eleven, that's probably the strongest we could have had at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Maybe. Exactly. I, to- Toby Civic in the middle of the park, questionable. This is just an area that we'll come on to that really, really depresses me right now. Um, in terms of elsewhere, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, Kenny Vargas started. Uh, yeah, I again come to that with regards yeah, to Sunday, yeah. absolute disgrace. Um, yeah, because it was Cochrane further up again, wasn't it? Which yeah, I could understand with the threat that they yeah. posed out wide. Zivkovic was he tore us a new one, by the way. Right. It's, it's mad how kind of over the years we're sort of collecting this catalogue of players that have absolutely done us in terms of European performance I think for those of our generation Zivkovic probably features I'm trying to think of other wingers sort of last year that we came up against in the conference I think he'd be right up there Zivkovic. yeah yeah that's probably fair to be honest in terms but of how good he was but yeah we didn't help ourselves uh, as I say we're only just going to cover the goals and I kind of just want to cover the first one in its own isolation because it's, ab- it's absolutely mental. Absolutely rubbish. I don't understand. I've only seen it back once in fairness. I've watched it back about five to ten times. Do you think it's onside? Lost, lost count. Uh, do I think it's... What, in terms of when the ball's being played in? Yeah. Not really, no. Do you? Do I? No. I can't so, see how it's been given. No. I, what I'm more concerned about McIver is the needless barge off the ball yeah. from Atkinson when the ball's away. Yeah. Shankland miss kicking it and Xander <laughs> Clark just watching it trickle in. Like, I think the bounce kind of affects Clark because he not whether or not to... perfect in terms yeah. of... like I, I don't dispute that he knows what he's doing by just sticking it in the box and trying to get some sort yeah. of contact on it. But in terms of the way that it's taken, it bounces the perfect location to deceive Shankland and trickle all the way through. Yeah. But had somebody stabbed it in at the back post, you'd say, all right, fair enough. Terrible marking. Okay, I, I can accept that. But, I mean, it just... It, go, it goes in in slow motion. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's it's not fun at all. And then that was kind of the story of the game, really. Uh, we can see another one only five minutes later. Thomas, is oh it Thomas God. or is it Thomas? I could never. I had two. I don't know. I hope to never come up against him ever again because he, yeah, he was uh, really annoying. He was really annoying, mate. You even just saying this, like I genuinely forgotten what the second goal was, and now I can remember it, and now it's going to really irk me. Yeah, again. I mean, oh, wow. Two two left backs starting, and they're just allowed the freedom of Thessaloniki <laughs> down that right hand side. Alex Cochran gets bent up, just the ball in, terrible header away, and then Kai rolls. Oh my goodness gracious me! Like I will fin- say, it's a good finish. The finish is a joke, but yeah. come on! I mean, needs to come be strong, on! Uh, what what has happened? That's going to be written on his gravestone. Gravestone needs to be stronger. Kairos. Like, what did the Socceroos do with the real Kairos? Uh, did they leave him in Qatar? Maybe. There's every chance that there's some big ginger bloke wandering around <laughs> Qatar that's lost. Yeah. Trying to get back to Edinburgh. Hearts. Hearts have made a mess of the contract as well now. I, I, I believe he's going to be a Toby Zibic, Zibic? Toby Sibic or a Zal. I believe he's going to come through this eventually, but he can only come through this if he gets dropped. I would a... give absolutely anything. And you mentioned Toby Sibic there. I mean, whilst Toby Sibic isn't a left-sided centre-half, at this care. current minute in time, exactly, I'm sticking him in there every day of the week. Yeah. Like, what what is happening? Hearts were banking on Harry Souter moving and just went, yeah, we'll have some of that. And then <laughs> Harry Souter basically got this move to Leicester, and we were baffled as to why nobody came in for Kyros because he's just signed a five-year deal, and now ever since he signed it, he's been absolute muck. I will say, and we'll get to it. I actually thought he was and all he's right. Made on Atkinson at right back, better with Rowan Atkinson. Well, they both think were involved in the third goal that we conceded in the 58th oh minute. Oh my god, that's, that's what, they're, they're actually, there's a common theme developing here, they're getting worse and worse. Just a long ball over the top that is then muscled over, played it in the box and poked in. Now, I, I want to kill Rolls here, but in fairness, he's the only one that's tracking back. Yeah, true. That's my true. man Cochran, in the middle. Cochrane makes a vague effort. To try and block. Where's everybody else? My man in the middle controls it with the side of his hip. He doesn't even control it correctly, yeah. and then he just gets a second bite of the cherry because nobody's in. Nobody's on him. Nobody's in understand. any space around him. Just Cochrane the rolls are like the only two. Wait, where's I can say, Where's Kent? Where's Kingsley? Kingsley was the one that was meant to be starting at left back. Cochrane, Cochrane was just a wanderer in the midfield. Like, what am I watching here? And then, MacGyver, like, sorry, you can say that they're a, you can say that they're a decent outfit. They're a better team than us. Yeah, but at least make it tricky for them. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'll be honest. I can't actually remember the fourth goal. Tyson's second. I can't even remember what happens. Oh, that's the one that he, he drills on the left hand side. Of the oh box yeah, and, uh, yeah, just. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I was relieved. I'll be honest. Yeah, you're ce- you're celebrating it like I was yes. relieved, just uh, just wiped away the sweat. But yeah. in in all seriousness, I mean, it, it speaks volumes that I'm not the most pes- I'm not the most uh, optimistic about Hearts. I should say I do have my moments, 
where every now and then I feel like the club might surprise us. But, I mean, it was even worse than I feared. And I I was expecting us to get battered. But that was that was a, a pauk pummeling, if ever. That, we were lucky it was four. Well, I clearly made my the, assessment. You, the you made, correct you, decision. Not I mean, to at watch least it. you didn't go on the internet and live stream it because that would be humiliating. True, that would be that, and, and that would be the it. worst case scenario ever, really. Adding to the fact honest. that you you'd already streamed, you know, one of the worst defeats in our history to non-league Broader Rangers. So yeah, yeah, it's I, I, I'm I'm staying away from Hearts live. I was just about to say, can you stop yeah. fucking going on live no, streams? It's, it's, please? Not, it's never happening ever again. Yeah, good. So we're out of Europe. <laughs> And everyone was like, right, out okay, of Europe, shock corner. we're out of Europe, let's push on, and let's get back to what what the bread and butter is, domestic. What got us there in the first place? Yeah, you're thinking, right, Motherwell have had a very good start to the season, Stuart Kettlewell's just a fucking class manager, but they've not won at Tynecastle in four years. Come on, let's see what happens. Well, before we get into what happened, we will first of all go around the ground. So... It was all happening at McDermott Park as Dundee were 2-0 <laughs> up with 10 minutes left to go. That's objectively it, funny. Yeah, and it inexplicably finishes 2-0 between the two teams who will probably be bottom of the week come the end of the season. Then it was just continuing the draws as Livingston got a pretty good point against St Mirren. They seem good at home, Livy, so far this season. They do. Drawing against Aberdeen and St Mirren. The killy pie is crumbling here. As Ross County beat them, but... Uh, talking about officials. Talking about officials. I think it's fair to say that Derek McInnes was rightly aggrieved in his post-match oh interview. As Stuart Finlay appears to equalise as the ball is going towards the goal, but it's pulled he's ne- back. He's nearly as angry as me. Another Ben-related story, which I realise is really not good. We might as well just start a Gamblers Anonymous just like, say. sub-pod, but I saw that Willie Hill had like an enhanced special and it was like all six teams to score in the Scottish Premiership three o'clocks on Saturday. So I was like, oh, I'll have some of that. And then Livingston, uh, St Mirren obviously grabbed their late equaliser and I didn't realise that Kilmarnock had scored before they'd missed that penalty through Daniel yeah. Armstrong. So... That's that's a sore one, Kevin Love Clancy. That. You've got blood in your hands. <laughs> so yeah, it ends up missing the penalty, and Ross County get a fucking huge three points at a ground that neither of the old firm could win at, which is just. But if, see if you're a Kelly fan, right? You must be absolutely <laughs> livid. How can you do both the old firm come to Tynecastle, claim a point, but you've lost? Albeit the kettle is boiling at Fur Park. Yeah, it is. But at home Ross County, I mean that should be a gimme. Yeah, that's mad. That's mental. Um, and then on the Sunday games, there was small matter of an old firm. I don't watch old firms because I don't care. But by all accounts, one of the worst old firms there's ever been. I tell you what. I mean, that Sunday afternoon, I thought, brilliant. I'll finish work, come home, stick the old firm on, stick the Hearts game on, and then I'll watch Arsenal Man United back to back to back. Lovely, perfect, super Sunday in full flow. Two thirds of those fixtures were absolute dross. I watched that old firm thinking, if these are the top two teams in this country who will no doubt finish 30, 35, possibly even 40, given the nature of the league, ahead of everybody else, whoever finishes third, then that speaks absolute volumes about our league and the state of Scottish football. Some laugh. It was rubbish. It was rubbish. It was honestly one of the worst games I think I've watched in a good um, few years. 
double heater of Sammers and Dessers just don't look like footballers. Like Lammers, Dessers. You've you spent six million quid on Danilo, who can't even get a game. Mental. Meanwhile, you're churning out these results. Yeah, don't get it. Crazy. Uh, managerless Hibs got a massive three points at Patojo. Again, talking about bets. Burst the coupon. Fourfold. Crystal Palace. <laughs> Arsenal. Liverpool. Aberdeen. I thought it was an absolute cert. I thought six homes, three Scottish Premiership ones. Dare not touch hearts. I fancied yeah. Rangers to win the old farm. What is that? £138. Barry Robson. I, I, should, <laughs> I should be living life right now. But yeah, Aberdeen are... They're I didn't realise this would be a common theme, I'm sorry. Please gamble <laughs> responsibly. Get that out there. Um, I think it, what was it? It was like, they've had two wins in their last like 11 games, and one of them was against Stirling Albion, and the other was against St Mirren, who went down to 10 men within like half an hour or something. And Listen. What, what is happening here? I'm back. saying nothing exactly after the international break. Oh no, my, my point was just going to be that I said it the week that Barry Robson was appointed that he won't see Christmas. I still, to this day, I, I mean, I can fully see them beating us next weekend, oh, but no my point doubt. is... I mean, that's probably their ideal fixture. Yeah. Um, I don't get many things right, but I'm, it's looking like that's a pretty safe bet. Your, your Barry Robson is my Lee Johnson. Yes, in this exactly. Exactly. So, we then get to our game. Uh, On this Sunday. You're thinking... I, 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 I'm looking at elsewhere at the weekend, I mean... Just refereeing controversies. We're four weeks into the season now, and now it's starting to actually. Like, you've got the old firm decision for me that's not a foul for their disallowed goal. I don't know if I can it. see it both ways. I've oh. seen some refs say it is, I've seen some refs say it. I've not seen it close enough to oh, give my own opinion. I mean, the Kelly catastrophe. Yeah. Livingston having that goal disallowed. I yeah. mean, you talked about a point at home with St. Mirren, which is a good result. But, I had one each in my who scored. But. They'll be thinking Olivia will probably think, uh, yeah, and they'll be wanting to make the most of the home games, like you say. Yeah. Um, St Johnston Dundee. I mean, my goodness, wow, wow. I please just, um, just I would give anything for that to be the bottom two. I've predicted St Johnston to get relegated. Don't see that changing anytime soon. Dundee. I mean, as long as we're in the league, then they'll be fine. Yeah, basically. Is the annoying a, thing? That is a very good point. So, Motherwell. Travel to Tynecastle. Great. That's that's just what we need. Um, a manager that's lost one away game whilst in charge of Motherwell. Um, yep. Has only picked up two fewer points now than Celtic since he was appointed as Motherwell manager. I... <sighs> yeah. I think that sigh is a pretty good assessment of where this is. So, Hearts lined up in the traditional 4-2-3-1 that we've come to know and it was Clark Ingalls back four of Atkinson Kent the big talking point was that Rolls kept his place remarkably yep Alex Cochran a left back returning for his first domestic game this season now that he's suspension that, that was literally up. the highlight the highlight was seeing Cochran in the starting 11 yeah definitely midfield two of Devlin and Peter Harrings return from injury a front three of Oda on the right Boyce in the 10, Lowry out wide left and Shanklin through the middle. Now, I normally, because I kind of just feel team selection for the last, even for the last couple of years, I don't think I've often seen the team and been like, what are we doing? 
what is that? Yeah. Like, that's metal. Mo- most of the time, it's trying to work out what formation we're playing. Yeah, true. But, uh, so it was, obviously, it was a roasting hot day on Sunday. It was unbelievable. I'm walking down to the game, and I see the team, and uh, I just out loud went, ah, we're going to get beat today. And it yeah. was all because... I not fancy that. Th- this sounds very reductive and it probably is and this isn't how football works but my brain went why are we not starting Vargas I'm now not confident we're going to win I, I was in that exact same belief I, I can't believe he got dropped I also had immediately written us off McIver once I saw that team Atkinson I'm not having I've tried to convince myself that he's decent going forward I don't even see that I just I don't see it. Defensively, massive questions need asked for me. Kai Rolls, as you say, can't believe he kept his place. Kenton Cochran, I'm fine with. Oh yeah, of course. They're currently two, the best two players in that position each. By a country mile. Yeah. In midfield. Cammy Devlin. Okay, I'm fine with that. Pressing. You know my thoughts with regards to Peter Haring. I'm yep. not having it. Utaro Oda. I like. Recently, I don't know what he's offered. And again, Vargas seems a much better fit for that position. Boyce, one of our best players. Alex Lowry. Alex Lowry is a funny one. To me, I do prefer him on the left-hand side than when he's occupying the 10. However, I get the sense that you can have all the talent in the world, McIver, as a professional footballer. If you do not have the application, there are talented players that are kicking about the lower leagues. For some, it might be that injuries have prevented them from kicking on. I don't want Alex Lowry to look back on his career and think, if I had just applied myself that little bit more, I could have got that move to, I don't know, a top-end championship club, a Premier League club, kicked on at Rangers and won trophy after trophy. So far, I've seen talent in spells, not enough application. And talking about the Greek affair, I, I saw some tweets from Jambos that were there saying that he didn't even come over to thank the fans. That is that is a no-go for me. I'm sorry. The fans have paid good money. They've booked their holidays to come and watch you play in Greece. Yes, they've drank Mythos as a plenty. Yes, they've raked in the hot sun. But to not even thank the fans after you've put in that performance, not just you, but your teammates have put in that performance and we've been swept aside by a mob that we've made look like world beaters is frankly unacceptable. And Shanklin elsewhere in the 11, who we are just begging that a Saudi club don't come in for them. Previously, I was on the idea that if a, if a Saudi club comes in, demand ridiculous money. If they want them that badly, they'll pay it. Now I'm I'm thinking, hang up the phone. Don't even don't even entertain yeah, any can. phone calls. I'm not yeah. interested because if he goes, we're done. Yeah, it's yeah, as simple right. as that. Um, so the game is really weird because, as I say, I watched the highlights for this and the highlights, which I understand, like it's club media stuff. It's going to portray the your club in as best a light possible, but. I really spent I think, too long on that team there, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Because I think it's fair. We've I, the, the highlights present the game as far more equal than it actually was. 
So if you just watch the highlights, I imagine you're probably just like, oh, well, we got beat and it wasn't like, it's a bad result, but we did all right looking back at it. Like we had our chances. No, we didn't. We were <laughs> fucking awful on Sunday. We I, can name, I can name one chance. Yeah. And it was that Shankland shot at Kelly from yeah. about eight yards that he just gobbles up with ease. I mean, other than that, it was it was really bad. And we like, how often have I found myself coming on this podcast and saying it was our worst performance in a long time, or I haven't seen that bad a Hearts performance at Tynecastle or at this particular venue for however long? Like, at what point are we actually going to look like a competent football team again? Uh, because I, I'm scared. I'm really scared. I look at October. Hibs will have. Not confidence of plenty, but they'll have a new, a new lease of life under a new manager, you would assume. And then you've got both the top two, who I've just described as rank, but who we make look like 70s Brazil every single time we play them. So, this, like, when we looked at the season, when, when the fixtures were released, we looked at the season and we thought, those first couple fixtures, we could get off to a really good start here. These, I said I expect a minimum from Twitter. 10 out of the 12 opening points right okay so it's an appealing set of fixtures what happens when we run out of appealing fixtures and then we've got the so-called trickier fixtures yeah to me we were presented with a great chance to build up a gap on Aberdeen who are currently occupying Europe and Hibs under a hopeless manager that they've just sacked one change has already been made in the Hibernian dugout and Aberdeen I mean, are going to be occupied until Christmas, yeah. But they play us at Tynecastle immediately after the break. This was meant to be an appealing start that we could build up, you know, gaps, gather points, really have some momentum going by the time that we play the better teams amongst the division later on in the season. And we need to, we need to hit the ground running in September here, or it could be a very, very long season. So we nearly did hit the ground running really well in this game. As in the sixth minute, Lowry finds Shankland, but his efforts wider than near post. And then that kind of then just starts a continued Motherwell press. As 13th minute, Clark does well to tip a header over the bar from a Motherwell corner. About two minutes later, Shankland loses the ball in the middle of the park, but Spittle hits over the bar. We then break from that, but Lowry hits a shockingly bad effort from the edge of the box about Terrible. 15 yards wide. Um, Spittle plays through Theo Bear but rolls as well to block it kind of mucks about a bit and the final effort ends up in Clark's arms, poor ball from Lowry, ends up in a break from Motherwell, Slattery kind of fizzes it across the box but Clark manages to get a hand to it that's 27 minutes in and it just felt like every 5 minutes I was going Right, okay, it's been a bad opening five, it's been a bad opening ten, it's been a bad opening fifteen, we'll get the ball soon and we'll start doing stuff. But we just never did. It's like... It's like kind of what you're promised as a Hearts fan by various board members and kind of the vision that the Hearts hierarchy have for this club. We're always told about the tomorrow that will never come. I've seen Ian Black come out in the press recently and say that Hearts will challenge the old firm, split the old firm, in the next five to ten years. Please put the drink down before you contact the papers. That's all I'm going to say. What What are you What are you believe? What are you watching here? I didn't see his justification. I just saw the headline. Oh, like, 
So I don't have much of an opinion on it because I just feel like it's just a thing. It's not, it's not even worth clicking, but I did still did it anyway. Um, it was so, so bad. And then it got worse because just before half an hour, we have a free kick. However, it's played in the box and it's counted very quickly. Mother will break and listen. Whilst there's an annoyance from the game and we'll explain it and stuff, I kind of just need to hold my hands up here and go, this is a really good goal. <laughs> like, it's, a it's goal. just... It's a great really goal, nice. but we make it so e- like. There's a common theme here, MacIver. We get torn to shreds because we're so easy to play against. I mean, we don't even do the basics well at all. What is Kai Rolls up to at the back? Why is he? Why is he the one that's playing everybody else on site? All oh, right, the, I was like, I didn't feel like Rolls was much at fault for this, but you mean in terms of Not, the line? Do you see how deep he is in comparison to everybody else? In fairness. I think part of the reason is because he's just sprinted 70 yards to get back from a free kick where he was like, right, me and Frankie are up right. here to try Aye. and do something. Okay. So so find the centre half with said free kick then. If it, oh if yeah, it's, if it's an that's aimless, the biggest issue. Like, yeah. I can give justification if he meets it and nods it over. Otherwise, like, what's the point in even having him in there? In the first yeah. place. So that's what I mean. I don't think it's an essay. I think he's just sprinting back and trying to form a line where there isn't anybody. So he's having to be like, is this where the line is? Is this? And as that I say... Said, step up. Like, True. But I do think out of everything, I think this is as good a goal as you'll see. It's a wonderfully team building. Pass. Like, yeah. everything is perfect. Every drop ball, every set up, every nod down is, is like... It- Great. It's no, it's no fluke. This, this comes from no. decent coaching. Yeah, it's done really well. Obviously, it is Slattery's fed through by Spittle, and it's initially found to be offside. A baffling decision to give offside in the first place. Again, what is with officials in this league? Like, yeah, it, 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 it's it's actually boring the life out of me. We're, we've only just come into September, and we're talking about contentious decisions week by week by week by week. When are the officials going to get some added assistance just besides VAR? Because they're that clearly a, not competent for the job. That was a good, a very good, I mean, not for us, but a very good usage of VR because it was, I, I thought the check was quick. It, it was like, the, yeah. The, he's, like, you see how deep Kai Rolls is? Yeah, it shouldn't the, have to the, happen. The naked eye can yeah. see it, MacIver. Why, yeah. should, why does it have to go to VAR? Yeah, why, that's Why mental. can the linesman not do his job? I can't believe I'm actually going in on a goal against Hearts here. Yeah, this is how strongly I feel about the officials and how bad they actually are. Like, what am I watching? Professional refs. We need professional officials. Any form of like competency. They're yeah. so bad. It's mental. Uh, again, you kind of think, okay, right, we've conceded. Don't let this affect us too much. Uh, the next person to have a chance was Motherwell. However. Can you caught a chance is one of those weird things where Peyton shoots from his own half and in fairness to him, it nearly goes in. It's just past the post uh, as he saw Clark off his line. However, I thought, I I thought it was in. It. So did I. I thought it I was, was in. And in. then I was going to slow Xander Clark for being in no yeah. man's land. But yeah. that is... Had that gone in, that would have just summed it up. Yeah, very much so. so what are we up to? Uh, for me, the one of like three people who can hold their head up after this performance. As always, Liam Boyce picks up the ball, drags it back under his feet, keeps it, spins three Motherwell midfielders in one step, drives forward, finds Alex Lowry, but his effort's deflected over the bar. Can I stop before you go into the other highlights? Who are your three? Uh, 
Probably. Can I just say three generally? I feel like I know Rolls is at fault for the the line, right? But generally, I don't think I ever during the game went, "Oh fuck, Rolls," which I was expecting to do. Okay. So I think he's like he's fine. He's on, he's on the border of pass marks. Yeah, but probably okay. the usual three of boys, Kent and Cochrane. I just felt like, oh, well, actually, no. Maybe not Cochrane, because I can't really think of anything he did, positive or negative. I'm going to include a sub and just say, when Kenny Vargas came on, he looked good again. Which beggars belief as to why he oh, dropped in no. the first place. Another sub. Toby Sibick. Because it's not in the highlights, and I don't know why, but there was that moment in the second half where Sibick just drove forward and Motherwell didn't know what to do and it nearly led to a chance. Took it in his own, uh, his own feet. Yeah, and it was like, guys, d- can, can we do that again? He's and doing, that was like half an hour before. The, yeah. yeah. I just thought, that, like, weirdly, I think the defence was alright as a unit in bar terms the of... they conceded. Yeah, bar the goal they conceded. And generally, I was it just kind of offensively like, that we were really poor. Yeah, really so... Poor. It's half time. Sorry, just before we get into chatting about the kind of the first half generally, this is where this is where the selection comes back to bite us, in in my opinion, because we're talking about trying to play possession football beyond the front foot, look to carve out opportunities, but ultimately, we've named six defensive outfield players when playing Motherwell at Tynecastle. Peter Haring and Cammy Devlin. Do not work as a two if you're trying to play high-press possession football. Peter Haring is a great passer of the ball, you believe. I believe he's too slow. Cammy Devlin is a workhorse. So Cammy Devlin can be the presser. Peter Haring can be the passer. But neither can do both so well that they justify starting as a two. But the problem is, McIver, I don't know who our two in front of the back four should be. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I've got no idea as to who should occupy that position. Right now. Devlin probably is the only cert. Devlin and Neuenhoff. Right. Okay. So so De- Devlin's my only cert. But I've barely seen Callum Neuenhoff. But that's the point. So it's like, he's the new signing that's been brought in to link defence and attack. It's not his fault. He's been hurt a wee bit. So it's like, right, well, when he's fit, he needs a run in the team. I- to yeah. go for it, I, I I can agree with all that. But my point is, what like Hart should plan for when Neuenhoff isn't available. We've oh we've, yeah, currently spent, we don't have anybody. We've spent over one million on central midfielders in the past few seasons, and we're relying on a guy that was coming towards the end of his Hearts deal, and a fan's favourite that has been brilliant in Europe, but has had question marks domestically. I think it's fair to say. Who have, we spent that much? Who have we spent so George that Grant, Arrested Keel and and now Callum Newenhoff. So when Newenhoff doesn't play, the How other much two... How 400? Was it? 400? I don't know. I'm right. speculating here. But you're not telling me... I mean, Grant and Keel were at least both of that. They were, I think, together 500k? No way. Surely more than that. I thought they were. I thought Keo was two fifty and Grant was three hundred. I thought Grant was about four hundred on his own. I might be wrong, but I just thought that's what it was. 
Um, but anyway, uh, my point is... We, oh, we don't know how much was, oh, there was an undisclosed right. Okay. Right. Well, it, Regardless, we spent yeah. big money on this position and we've been shoehorning a left-back in to play continentally. At, at, at centre-half that was previously playing at right-back last season. Yeah. What is happening? What am I watching? How can we spend such sufficient dough... And we're reverting back to players that were here in 2018. Yeah. Wearing this bloody top. <laughs> this is a medium. I'm a large now. I've outgrown this. <laughs> we should have outgrown central midfield players. But yet yeah, they're still working their way into the starting lineup because we don't have any backup plan for when new signings are injured. Well, there was no subs or any new signings. I did see someone say that. It was like, from that game, I think he had... I think Naismith named two of his new signings. Lowry and Kent. Yeah, that was it. And we made, what, like, seven? I can't remember how many signings we made. But, basically, it's it. now, I will say, I guess we'll take the time to say this now, because I don't really know when else. I really just hope Offia's okay. Yeah, big time. Big um, time. That's a real shame. That real was very shame. much my thought on the day. I was like, oh, why isn't in the squad at all like I found that weird what irks me is when folks start spreading rumours without knowing yeah, exactly what's absolutely. happened I mean it's a guy's health that we're talking about here let's just yeah. wait and see what it, what Hearts do say or indeed Brighton do yeah. say but as you say we, we both wish him the, the very best of luck in his recovery definitely but as I say no subs were made at half time and it <laughs> the opening three minutes of the half are very much us in a nutshell where the first action of the game we nearly get right back into it as Shankland is immediately played through from kickoff but can't properly connect to it and then two minutes later it's inexplicable how Motherwell don't make it too where Spittle gets the ball fed to him basically on the penalty spot and he somehow he somehow hits it wide I forgot about that I'm glad that I forgot about that I'm not happy that you brought that back up yeah mental Uh, the double header of to prove you wrong basically, of here's the Atkinson chances, where Axton does really well, drives forward, plays a ball in the box that's met by Tagawa. But I've just realised, I lied, Tagawa came on at half-time. You forget he even came on. I I mean, that guy's left his shooting boots. I said it, I said at that Partick Thistle game, I was not convinced by the finish. And that's all he's done. I don't. Uh, I've not seen what else he's he's bringing to the table here. We're trying to play exactly the same way that we did last season. Only the problem is, he's the only one that's got Janelli's pace. So and we're playing we start, against a team who is playing a low block, so doesn't allow any space in behind. And we're starting Shankland and Boyce, who God love them, ain't the quickest either of yeah. them. I have just realised I'm talking absolute shit. Lowry and Oda both came off at halftime for Sibic and Tagawa. I'm just talking rubbish. Excuse I, 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 mate, I wasn't there. Dad took the ticket, but I was watching oh, right, it on the okay. box, and I was just livid. Oh, this, yeah. it was so depressing, so depressing. Atkinson is again on the near side. Finds Shanklin in the box, but his efforts blocked and sent over the bar. Then about three minutes later, Motherwell defence did very well as Boyce this time has a chance in the box, but again, it's deflected over the bar, and then. This is the second last highlight, by the way. Three minutes later, Mother will go down to ten men. As Paul McGinn is shown the second yellow for a challenger boys, and you're thinking, right, sixty eighth minute. Yeah, we've got some time about here. Twenty five, maybe thirty minutes considering. Let's get one quickly and you never know. 
Uh, we then move on to the next highlight, which came in the 87th minute, Jesus and it way. is sh- the first shot on target. Uh, yeah, first shot on target, yeah. As Shankland what an effort a, it was as well. A team effort into Liam Kelly's arms. My goodness. Now, I often... <laughs> is that, is, and, oh, sorry, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I'm about to go into a bigger point about Rubbish. it. Rubbish. So, Carry on. I like to pride myself as being someone who is... Out of the two of us, the more I like to see the bigger picture more. I think it's safe to say. I'm often... There's been people saying in reviews where it's like, one of them's emotional, one of them's practical. <laughs> and that's the way this show works. I have thrown the practicality out the window with this. Because I can't remember the last time I was this angry. Welcome to my world. Yeah, leaving Tyne Castle. Because for me, it's not even... The scoreline or the result... Listen, I've seen us lose to Motherwell plenty of times. Right? It won't be the last time it happens. For me, alarm bells have properly started ringing. Because that was... I, I'm In recent times, one of the worst home performances we've had. Because for all the problems we've had over the last couple of years, if there has been any, it's the home form's kind of backed us up. Like, it's the worst it? home performance we've had in two weeks. No, I think this is so much worse than Kelly because you go with Kelly, it's like, well, listen, we had a lot of the ball, oh. we were peppering, but they just look like a good defence of that. I think this is so much worse than the Kelly game. Maybe because, because we, I wasn't we, at the Kelly game. No, so because I'm... we conjured up so little. I mean, the Kelly, yeah. the Kelly game was bad, but at least they had the excuse of... We were sort of led to believing that they were you know, all conquering Kelly as I previously dubbed yeah. them because of their results against well, yeah. only Rangers at that point but the, the start that they made to the season I mean I was joking with folk in my work saying that Hearts have got the best result against Kelly so far this season <laughs> yeah. and it's a nil-nil draw so, yes, yeah. but I just I don't know what the plan is, it feels like 11 guys turned up on the day and were told right you now need to be a team because the amount of times where it was like people were bumping into each other, people were playing passes, leaving it for the other person, and the other person's ran 10 yards the other way. A ball was trundling in the area, and both players are looking at each other going, you're getting this, and then a Motherwell player runs in front of it. I saw a Motherwell fan say online today that he was at the game and that he couldn't believe that Hearts didn't change anything in terms of style of play for 90 minutes. He was like, it felt like they were, this is in his words, he was like, it felt that they were trying something for five minutes, it didn't work. So for another five minutes, they kept trying it. Then another 10 minutes, they kept trying it again. Then another seven minutes, they kept trying it. And What's that Einstein quote? Yes, exactly. Over and over. That's what you can call call this this, uh, podcast. Absolute insanity. The definition yeah. of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting to get different results. I I just don't know what the plan is. And again, we've been doing this podcast now. If you include caretaker managers with potentially upwards of six people. Am I right Jesus. in saying that? I, I don't even want to work that out. Levine so. Stendhal. No, had Stendhal not just come in when we started? Oh, Stendhal had been appointed that week. So you got so Stendhal, Stendhal, Robbie. Robbie. Nobody, nobody had... Yeah, is this not the third or fourth? 
Who did we have as caretaker when Robbie wasn't... Oh, well, it was this... Lo- oh, but it's because there's three of them! So it's like, it's technically five, because there's the three coaching team. Oh, you, yeah. I see what you're doing. You're going to include McAvoy as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, so it must I, be four or five. Again, often like to think I am the one who is like, no, listen, you can't make any like big decisions quickly and stand by them. And I've always felt like that. As of right, and we'll get into it in a minute. As of right now, I am Naismith cannot be manager. It's not working. Naismith can be as performative and demonstrative as he wants to be on the touchline in interviews. This has been his team. It's not been McAvoy's team. It's been Stephen Naismith's team this whole time. I think part of the reason. Listen, we both said we were very meh on the appointment when it happened. It was like okay. We think there's worse out there, but we think there's a whole lot better and we viewed it as the cheap option from the club. I think, very obviously, that's starting to come through. And today, what we'll just get into it right now. What do you make of the announcement? You were right. I will give this to you. You were right that they did announce that I, there was going to be changes. Can I say, I didn't expect it to be today as we record. <laughs> I thought that somebody in the club would be savvy enough to go, you know what, let's leave this, like... A week and everybody will be that depressed about the international break being here that we could just slip it in on the slide and nobody yeah. might really notice or we could actually appoint a manager um yeah but yeah Stephen Naismith is now officially the head coach with Frankie McAvoy moving back to assistant head coach do you, do you know what it is McIver like with the exception I, I don't often like to speak about what goes on down south when it comes to this podcast but we're in an era now of football where if you're not willing to spend money you're going to find it very difficult to compete. And that that goes in every single league. So Hearts are basically shopping at Poundland and we're hoping to get a Louis Vuitton type output for what we're buying here. Like, yeah. this, this is not what we signed up for. The Foundation of Hearts have raised nearly £16 million. There's folk that spend thousands to watch Hearts week by week, season by season. And in terms of a return on investment, it's not looking too healthy. I, I just... In terms of the appointment itself, I mean... Uh, have you seen the stat with regards to, I think, Stephen Naismith's first 11 games mirror Robbie's last 11? And oh, that's really? What, that's what I didn't see that. I didn't see that, no. I mean, that... That just speaks volumes to me. Well, this is but, what I mean, but, right? But, but I, I, I don't even trust the board to get this right. I mean, we talked about Daniel Stendhal there. What football club takes on a supposed 60, 70 applicants, then chases after a guy that's displayed no interest in the job that you're going to offer him? What was the point in conducting all those interviews if you're going to give it to somebody else? Andrew McKinley, this is... I thought about the Stephen Naismith appointment at the time when he came in as caretaker... He'd said something along the lines of a winner. He mentioned a winner. Now, Stephen Naismith, for all that you can have flaws in the dugout, and so far his tenure has not gone well. The B team, okay. Like, everybody everybody dismissed that. Stephen Naismith's playing career tells me he is a winner. However, that doesn't always translate. And in terms of... What we were promised as fans, what we're led to believe that Hearts should be competing on a European front, or competing for European places, I should say. Like, 
Stephen A. Smith is not that guy. I loved Stephen A. Smith. He's one of my favourite Hearts players of all time for the way that he lifted that team when he first signed. We need somebody to come in and lift this team because, as you rightly say, it ain't working. Not right now. The other thing is, is that I am of the full belief that this is Naismith's team, right? I hope what happens is that we come back for this international break, batter Aberdeen, get through in the cup against Kelly, beat Ross County and St Mirren, and move forward into October, going, look, now Naismith's taken over the team, and it is actually him, and we were proved, I was proved wrong, and it was McAvoy. But that then creates a different problem, going, we employed Frankie McAvoy to do our European games just to avoid a fine. Well, we've now lost a lot more money than we would have in the fines than we would have if we'd qualified for Europe. I'm not saying if Stephen Naismith had gotten the job officially by the title that we would have beaten Pauk. I don't think any... Like, that's a separate point. No, we're up against a better side. Yeah. But, it's like, who... Not a single Hearts fan went, oh yeah, Frankie McAvoy, that's who we want, the academy director, or whatever his job was before he came. It's like... The decisions have just been insane. And now, we'll speak about my big exclusive that I've got for the podcast. (laughs) So, as I was heading down after the game, furious, just wanting to get out as quick as I can, I'm right up the back uh, of the newsstand, so you can't get out for ages. You're having to stand and wait for loads of... See, if they don't open up the top as well, oh my God, if you're one of those wandering down, Jesus. Yeah, it's a nightmare. So... What that means is you're hanging about for about 10 minutes after the game. Watching the Motherwell players go over to the fans. Yes, and clapping exactly. Them, you know, you're just depressed, putting your face in your scarf. Sat on your phone trying to get data to yeah. see what everybody's saying. See <laughs> so, the rage that will be about as soon as hearts have got beat. So I'm doing that, and I'm beside the executive boxes. And as I'm standing there, I see a fan go and speak to Joe Savage. Now, there was a lot of fans wanting to oh, no. speak to Joe Savage and McKinley and all these people. I but don't like the way that this is headed already. It's fine. So a big exclusive. I, I, yeah. just, I, I could see, I could feel the record writers, football Scotland, all just, <laughs> yeah, just exactly, collectively yeah. tuning in here. <laughs> it's not that big. But basically the fan and Savage actually had a conversation. They weren't just shouting at each other. And then a scrap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then they ended up fighting. So, the fans' general point was, does Savage feel, as head of recruitment, director of football, whatever you want your job to be, does he feel that he and his team have done enough and that the current recruitment has been good enough for where we want to be? When asked about that, and when asked directly if he feels that recruitment's been good enough, he said, I'm not responsible for recruitment, I just signed the contracts. To which the fan goes, who does recruitment then? And he went, well, previously it was Robbie Nielsen, and now it's Stephen Naismith. So, that, and this is not, and that was kind of it, they then got in the argument, wow. and it was just like, alright, okay. My point is, then what is the point in you, proudly, whenever we made a signing in the last two years, you're front and centre of it, going... I got the Garan Kuyol deal through the door. I'm getting all these people. Whenever we make a He's always the one that talks about our stature in Scottish football. Yeah, he's got the quotes. And whoever else. Yeah, yeah. All the wee quotes with him and stuff like that. And listen, people are very... I'm happily... I'll be happily corrected on this. My understanding, though, of a director of football 
is that a manager goes, I would like this type of player in this area. Say I want a fast pacey striker to get in behind and break the lines. Can you go and find a shortlist of these and then I will Pick either one or the club can, will then choose one. exactly. Yeah. What it, what Joe Savage has said to that fan is that no 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 Naismith goes and finds players and just goes, Can you sign them, Joe? It's amazing how these figures in the Hearts hierarchy, whenever Hearts are performing well, they're the first. They're more than happy to take front and centre. They're more than happy to accept all the adulation and everybody being pleased. And then as soon as it all goes tits up, they're the first to shuck the responsibility and try and pass the buck on to somebody else. Funny that. Joe Savage was everywhere. He was doing a million interviews when we were finishing third, getting the Scottish Cup finals, doing really well under Nielsen. As soon as it it felt like that February when we started to tail off. Yeah. Has Joe Savage done an interview since then? <laughs> is the only time he's ever spoken up publicly all, when... Neat ass Corbett and this is my story. Yeah, like, is the only time he's popped up is when he's given those wee quotes at the end of signing these players, being like, we've beaten off Aberdeen and Hibs to sign them. I mean, folk will have you believe that he danced on tables in Greece, so... And it's like, believe what you want see, to believe. On, see on that, I don't care about that and, like... Their inner Ricky, I'm not, I'm not going to jolly up anybody having a. I'm not going to slew anybody for having a good time. That's what life's all about. No, exactly. It's like you're going there. Like, fine. That I don't care about that. What I care about is someone who is so quick to take all the praise when it's going well, but and then just pass the hide on. away. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like okay, like, I. That's just an admin-based role. Then, if you all you do is sign the contracts. And you don't actually deal with recruitment. Because he's often quoted as saying, me and the recruitment team. Anybody can nip on transfer marked. I mean, yeah. that, that, there's that story of, uh, who was it, the Toronto FC owner went on transfer yeah. marked and then convinced Lorenzo Insigne to put pen to paper because he saw that he, exactly. was, he, he was a free agent and his contract was expiring. I love, I and love it's that just, one. stuff like that really infuriates me when it's when it's like, oh, you're in charge of who's got to be, ma- you have a say in who the manager's got to be. I, I'm really worried. I'm really worried. This this is not this is not going to pan out. I because you're right. We, we I guess we were both roped into thinking that like there was no, there was nothing else. But yeah. now I'm of the persuasion where I'm just like, do you know what? The the fans have put in enough money that they should be able to go out and appoint a manager. Yeah. Regardless of if that's somebody else in Scotland that we're identifying as a, somebody that we think can make the step up going elsewhere to countries that have a, a lesser coefficient than we do and perhaps persuading them look here's what you've got you could have big clashes against Celtic Rangers you've got a derby that you know all those in Edinburgh's East End care about big clashes with Aberdeen like it's it's the most you know most supported league in terms of per head of population Scottish football could it should be able to sell itself but now we're in grave danger of making what is an appealing job Look, not all that. Not like you'd want to ditch a project that you've got going for. Yeah, well, I'm back on the Marty Chifuentes bandwagon. You'll be hearing that weekly now from me. A Spaniard in. in charge of yeah. Costa del Gorgi. That's what you exactly. want. Tiki Taka exactly. at Time Castle. Yes, that's all I want. Is that too much to ask, for God's sake? Yes. So, 
Evidently, we will have a, obviously we're not going to be here next week because there's an international break and there's nothing to talk Thank about. But God. Never, dare, dare thought, I never thought I'd usher those words, but yeah, yeah. I'm delighted to see an international break. The next week, Aberdeen, who are in fairness in a pretty similar state to us, <laughs> seen is... people already say it's El Sacio and we're in the second <laughs> week of September. That could be stinky. Yeah, could might not be great. How are you feeling about that? Dreading it because the Cads have a Friday night game, so I've not even got an excuse oh, wow. to miss it. Dad can't take the ticket on the Saturday, the jammy You're bastard. Have to so be there. I'm gonna have to be there. I'm gonna have to make the trip up, and it's not gonna be worth my while. I really don't know. I feel like that could end anything. I've no idea what I'm gonna predict for it. Yeah, because like, would I trust us to keep a clean sheet? Probably not. I feel like they're terrible at the back. But we've yet to score at home so far this season in the league. So I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've no idea. I'm I'm going three all. I think it's just gonna be <laughs> mental. <laughs> Aberdeen games at Ten Castle tend to have a lot of goals. And we tend to come out on top. Yeah. What what annoys me is that two one under Stephen Naismith's stewardship toward the end of last season. Yeah. Flattered Aberdeen. Yeah, it should have been so much more. One nil hearts, maybe. I'll take. I don't care how it happens. That's what I win. I don't, I don't, I don't trust her to keep a clean sheet, so that's just out there now. Yeah. Well, we will see. However, hopefully, Stephen Naismith, now that he's in charge, it is actually that we've been under the stewardship of Frankie McAvoy. We come out all guns blazing, and we're a different side completely. Yeah, but yeah, I don't see that. Uh, I, do you know what? It's actually mad how fickle we are. Because, like, I was talking about the abundance of options that we have, like decent players. This, I still think this is a good squad. So do I. I still think this is a good. But squad. middle of the park, that is the that is the grey area for me. Yeah, right that's now. Fair. Go and address that, and hopefully we can see things pick up. Well, before we go, we've got the quiz as ever. Now you have been on a good run this season. No, we might be shite. But you've you've been getting the quizzes. I would happily sacrifice my standing in the quiz for Hearts <laughs> to pick up points again. I don't think that's true. Um, I mean, no, I, I really would because it depresses me. Actually, this is what it's been. This is the trade-off. You've been get, going become shit again. Yeah. Well, well, fingers crossed. Right? Fingers crossed. I can yeah. build a new here. Exactly. So as ever, I just realised I've not got you a multiple choice. Interesting. For the oh, first time. I've just got know, three normals, a true or false, and a who am I? Did you say three true or falses? No, oh, three, three normal ones. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> true or false. <laughs> true or false, I still got all of them wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, the first one, I'll be very impressed if you got this, but it was the only positive I felt from the Pauk game. Okay. So, Pauk forward, and I've never known how to pronounce his name, despite knowing him for about 10 years. Pauk forward, Verina? Is that how you say Verinha, his name? Verinha, I think. Verinha. Him. Verinha, yeah. Played against us on Thursday night, did well. Coming towards the end of his career, uh-huh. 38 now. However, all the way back at the start of his career, what was his claim to fame that made him a household name? Oh, that rhymes, that's class. Uh, generally, I'll give you a quote, I'll even give you the year. It was 2004. 2004? Yeah. So I knew this, just, and I don't know why I knew this. But I just knew this as a fact of like a football fact. Two thousand and four. Cast our minds back. Greece. I'll tell you, he was, was beating he was Portugal. playing for Port. He was playing for Porto at the time. Porto. 
and he'd just been called up to the Portugal squad for the first time as well. Is he one of the first players that Jose Mourinho sold? <laughs> I don't know. No, I no he, idea. It's bigger than that. It was that he was tipped to be the best player in the world on the left hand on the right hand side, alongside on the left hand side Ronaldo. No way. So they were both tipped. It was there's a, a headline in a Portuguese paper that translates to Golden Boys, and it's those Bloody two. Hell. They both get Ronaldo they, while he was at Sporting and Verinha so at Porto. In that summer, the summer of two thousand three, Verinha gets brought to Porto. Ronaldo gets brought to Man United, and they both get called up into the Portuguese Bloody team, and they're hell. playing on they're playing on opposite wings with each other. I don't know who the striker was in the middle. But it was, this is it. This is the future of the the game and Portugal are going to have both of them. Probably Helder Postiga, no? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, I'm trying to think of other Portuguese serifals. Charisma playing through the middle just <laughs> for a laugh. But yeah, I knew that. I don't know why I know that, but I've known that for like years because he ended up at Wolfsburg. I was going to say, I, I can remember him on FIFA at Wolfsburg exactly he was at, the right winger at Wolfsburg uh, he was he had previously at Pauk and stuff like that and his career just never got quite to the level that he was expected to get to Jesus still decent Ronaldo did you. Ronaldo got to the level <laughs> that was expected just a touch yeah so question number two the, the rest are just about hearts and uh, uh, <laughs> a lot you, more confidence you say that like they're going to be any easier so Motherwell's win at the weekend was their first at Tynecastle since 2019 but can you tell me who scored the goals for Hearts in that encounter I'll tell you we scored twice yeah, and it was, was two separate 3-2 so it's two separate goal scorers as well Did I'll give you that Riataro Machino score one of them that is one and the other I feel like it was Bigucci you know is that who you're going with no uh, no it wasn't it was uh, Connor Washington. Is that your final answer? I think so. The answer was Machino and Begichi. Oh, was it? Oh, so but you, this is one of those quizzes where it's like out of six. So you get a point, though. So you're not going to get zero on this quiz. Ah, so annoying, though. I went, <laughs> go with your gut. Did, yeah, we did were... Connor Washington, he scored the equaliser when we drew one each, wasn't it? One all, other, yeah. yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Oh man. Right Good move. But still you got a point though. So you're one out of three. Yeah, okay. True or false? Frankie McAvoy has the second lowest win percentage of any Hearts manager permanently in history. So not caretakers who took like a game, but someone who has been appointed false. permanent. Is it not manager. The lowest? Correct, and that yeah. is the extra thing. Yeah. It Thank is false. God. I thought I saw yeah. that on Heart Stats. Thank yep, you. Yep. God, God bless you, Scott. You do you do some great work. It is false. It's the lowest. It's fifty five percent after nine games. Wow. Some laugh. So our opponents next weekend, Aberdeen, haven't won at Tynecastle in the league oh, yeah, yeah. in how many attempts? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. He's thinking. He's thinking about it. Can I get it within like one or two? Yeah. I'll give you it one either side. Jesus. 
oft. I've got like five and seven in my head, so I'll go six and try and bounce it either way, but why do I feel like it might be longer than that? Is it the correct that? answer is nine. Really? Six losses, six losses and three draws. In all competitions, it's 11. Wow, bloody hell. Because we beat him in the cup twice. That penalty shootout. I remember that. It was mental, yeah. Joel Pereira was just... uh, How we we flipped that, I have no idea. No idea. And the other cup, was that the Patterson header in the Scottish as well? Potentially, yeah. I I couldn't remember the other cup. The last time was a 1-0 defeat, wasn't it? Yeah. It was McInnes their manager and it was... Yeah. Johnny, uh, Johnny 20, Hayes? 2017. 2017. So it yeah. could be Johnny Hayes. De- decent record against Aberdeen. Yeah. Hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can continue Ho- that. Hopefully that continues. Right so, the, right these wrongs. Yes. So you ended up getting two a set, two out of five there, yeah, but you could get three of that. That's stinky. It's not it, sh- bad. it should have been three. Bad. I'm, I'm disappointed with Uchi. I talked yeah. myself out of it. Right, so the who am I? It's a bit of a shorter one. I'll be honest. Okay. So I don't know whether that works in my favour or not, so we'll yeah. find out. I am a Hearts Academy graduate. Christ, that could be anybody. My first goal for Hearts came in the 98th minute of a game. My first loan spell away from the club ended, over, ended after only three months, as I was recalled due to good performances. I have a family link to one of the clubs I played at, and I have exclusively played in Scotland. Who am I? A family link to one of the clubs I've played at. Yep. That's a good one, isn't it? That's a good clue. 98th minute. Yep. Good lord. Right, there's an abundance of questions I want to ask you. But you've only got two. <laughs> What position did you play? What clubs did you play for? What years were you at Hearts between? <laughs> oh my good God. Right, well, the fact that they would be recalled makes me think that they're an attacker. Because nobody okay. really cares about decent defensive performances. <laughs> but by the same score we might have had a couple injuries at the back and then they've looked at somebody that's excelling and then they've gone to pl- oh dear oh dear played exclusively in Scotland is a funny one yep because when I was talking about attacking yep. players I instantly thought of like Jamie Walker but he obviously he's had spells down south I obviously thought of like Ryan McGowan but he's been abroad to China and God knows wherever else oh god oh this is tough yep it's a, it's a tough one if you get this, because you've been getting them all, so I was like, I need to go up a level in hardness. Do you want the clues again? Please. I am a Hearts Academy graduate. My first goal for Hearts came in the 98th minute of a game. My first loan spell away from the club ended up after only three months, as I was recalled due to my excellent performances. I have a family link to one of the clubs I played at, and I have exclusively played in Scotland. Who am I? Right. Exclusively played in Scotland. Okay. The family linked thing is really intriguing. Right. But if I were to ask that, does it give away other stuff? If I Uh, ask, what is the family link? Yeah. Yeah. It gives away 
something else. Right. Okay. I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna. You can do that. use that. You can use that to your benefit. No, I'm not gonna do that. I will. I'm gonna ask what years they were at Hearts first and foremost. This individual take it from there. was at Hearts. Well, he was. It doesn't say when he joined as a boy. Right. Okay. He was at the car. Oh, that's fine. Just when they made their first team debut. Or but between 2013 and 2015. Now I'm thinking of somebody like Adele Carrick or... Oh, God. Who else would have been in the team at that time? Billy King, we've done Who Am I's on. Yep. Sam Nicholson, I know, has played in the States because he was a couple of years above me at school. So we can ignore Sam. <laughs> we can ignore Jamie Walker. Oh, God. I was even thinking of somebody like a Dylan McGowan, but I'm pretty sure he went back down under and is now came back to Scotland. This is horrible. Still got another oh, question. God. Still got another question. Jesus H. Twenty thirteen. What what did you say the years were? Thirteen and twenty thirteen and twenty fifteen. It's not a big time frame either, is it? Nope. That, that that sounds like Gary Oliver or Dale Carrick territory. You've got another question. If I narrowed it down between those two, I could ask who they currently play for. I'm. Uh, do I do that? Yeah, let's go for it. Who do they currently play for, McIver? If they are they still playing. They currently. Why won't it show me? They currently play for Falkirk. I watched the Bairns last night at Somerset Park. Was that in the Trust Trophy, trust trophy. thing? Aye. They won 1-0. Callum Morrison got the assist. Now, could it be Callum Morrison? I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't see Gary <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> ah! No, it wasn't. Because Callum Morrison, I can remember, played under Craig Levine at Dens. Because he assisted Stephen McLean's goal with some genius um, attacking intelligence. So Callum Morrison can get discarded. I'm leaning towards Gary Oliver. Right. Should be 13 and 15, but then Liam Henderson played for Falkirk as well. Was he? Oh my God, this is gross. I was going to say, you've, you've very quickly narrowed it. And it's an, a potentially interesting decision. But you can't, you now have, you're going to have to do it. You've asked your question. It's a Falkirk player. Oh God. Oh, please don't be Liam Henderson. I'm trying to think where Gary Oliver's been, though. No, think. There's a family link. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I, oh I, feel like, I feel like this could be a regret. But do I go for Liam Henderson? I think I do. I'm gonna go for uh, yeah. I'm gonna go for Liam Henderson, but I don't think it's right. Don't the be correct Gary answer. It's Gary Oliver. Yes, it worked. It worked. The family clue through you that I hoped it what, would. What is the family clue? The family clue is that his uncle's Jim Duffy. <laughs> really? I didn't know and, that. 
and when Jim Duffy was his uncle, it when Jim Duffy was, <laughs> Jim Duffy was his uncle, when Jim was Duffy previously was his uncle, he's not anymore. He's previously disowned him for his performances. <laughs> Who would when, Jim Duffy have been at? Dundee or Clyde or somebody like that? Morton. Um, oh, of course. Of course so, it was. To explain oh, everything. so annoying. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck has he got Gary Oliver? Oh, and then narrowed it, it down to him as well. <laughs> oh, you bastard. I was, I was expecting, like, Blair Henderson was, like, Liam's cousin or something. And, oh, I don't know. So, oh, that's so I never knew that about Gary Oliver, though. That's interesting. You did that until today. So, I'm a, I'm a Hearts Academy graduate. That explains itself. My first goal for Hearts came in the 90th minute versus Inverness, August 2014. Yep. Was that a league game? Um, let's find out now. It. Wait, uh, and where? Up there? No. At Tiny? I've just realised it's not against Inverness, it's against Wraith, sorry, at Tynecastle. <laughs> in the league. Yeah. Newcastle League. Don't remember that at all. Sorry, the reason the reason I put in is because the literally the line oh, below it. I'm so it, angry with myself. <laughs> the line below it is that he rolled his ankle against Inverness the next week. Right, so that's okay. why he was playing for the B team. Oh. Uh, my first loan spell away from Hearts ended after only three months because he was at Stenhouse Muir and he scored two goals what and we say? went, "We'll have some of that, please." <laughs> in why did, in the fourteen fifteen season we were just taking the piss out of everybody? We decided let's get him back. Yeah, what what a bizarre time. Don't know. Then oh, I have a family so link to one of the clubs I played at. Jim Duffy <laughs> is his uncle, and I've exclusively played in Scotland because he has played for Hart Midlothian, on Lawrence Terrace Muir, Queen of the South, Greenock Morton, Queen of the South, Greenock Morton, Falkirk. There we are. That's infuriating. That really is infuriating because my who am I is like you say in recent weeks were getting good. But now But maybe this is a sign that we'll beat Aberdeen. (laughs) Thank you, Gary Oliver. The the Gary Oliver gods are looking down upon us. So you're still just one off. Wait, are you one off double figures or did you get double figures last time? I I think I'm nine. I think I'm on nine. Right, so you're nine. But Uche and Gary Oliver. Yeah, you could just rank the wrong set of forwards that are just haunting us. Could have been sat here with four out of six, but no. Infuriating. Oh, that's annoying. But we move. Hey ho. We do. Well, let us know if you manage to get Gary over and you stuck to your gun. <laughs> because that would be much appreciated. But we hope you have enjoyed this episode. It's been a bit more of a ranty one than normal. But we've not had one of them in ages. We no, missed them. No, Mind the championship last time. That's all we did. Every week was one of them. Just so we hope you've enjoyed the throwback. <sighs> yes, exactly. So if you have, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps us out. If you've been watching us, on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. The comments have been amazing on YouTube. We've been seeing a massive increase in them, so thank you very much. It's mostly just people giving a shit for not getting the Who Am I's each time, but hey, <laughs> that's totally fair and justified. Um, we're on all the socials at Pettipaisley. Pettipaisley at gmail.com as well. Adam, where can we you on all the socials? Uh, you can find me tuning into Best of Jim Duffy, a capital compilation <laughs> at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I'm at dmacaver22. We'll be back in two weeks' time to discuss the Aberdeen game. Potential management situation once again. Who are you, Ken? No, we won't. And anything else that comes up in the time that we've been away. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Keep faith. Mother Jai Tees.